the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A good Tuesday to you, my dear friends. I'm Dennis Prager. I'm going to go straight to my guest. My guest is one of those for whom the phrase needs no introduction is appropriate. Bill O'Reilly, best-selling author, legendary media figure. Website is BillOReilly.com. His new book is Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America. He has a series of killing books, and they are remarkable in that they are fact-filled, yet compelling, and very objective. So they're, they're truly, I'm, I hesitate to say popular history at their best, because popular makes it sound like it's not serious, but it's serious popular history. How's that, Bill O'Reilly? Well, you could use these in PragerU, right? They'd make the cut? Yes. <laughs> that was good. good response. <laughs> yes, that, that they will be in uh, Mob 102. This will be the required text. This is the 10th in the series. Is that right? Nonfiction book series of all time. Uh, And I appreciate the kind words, Dennis. That means a lot coming from you. That's very kind. Uh, Say that again. This is the best-selling what? Nonfiction book series of all time. 18 million copies in print. That's astonishing. Wow. Wow. I, I'm shocked, <laughs> but we've done very, well, very well with these books. Well, you deserve to. They're really good. and But it also shows another thing. There is a real hunger for real history. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny because Santorum uh, got in trouble uh, by miscategorizing uh, Native American culture, and my last book was Killing Crazy Horse, and we Which talked I read. about it on your show. Yep. And we're approaching 600,000 in sales, and there were no bookstores open. So you're absolutely right that uh, Americans in particular want to know about their country in an honest way. They don't want the propaganda. They don't want the filter of ideology. And that's what we give them. That's right. I just want to say that in Killing Crazy Horse, you, I mean, you, one is left with a, with a very somber view of of how the American Indian was treated. I mean, this is not sugar-coated history. I just want my listeners to know that. Yeah, I'm in business to tell the truth on radio, on television, and in print. And that's what I've always done. I think that's why I've been successful in all venues. Because now more than ever, more than ever in this country, people need to know the fact-based truth. Because the corporate media, which runs, what, 90% of what we see in here, is lying almost on a daily basis because it's run by um, venal people uh, who are crazed with ideology, still want to make money. They absolutely want to make money above all, but they're willing to do pretty much anything. There are no standards left in journalism or reportage. 
And so, you know, I'm carved out that niche. I'm going to keep it till the day I die. How do you come upon a topic? Well, if you look at all of my books, we started with Killing Lincoln, and um, if you read them all, you will know pretty much everything that happened in your country from its inception to today. So Killing the Mob, we take you from the Depression, Al Capone, John Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, Bonnie and Clyde, and we bring it up to this day, this day that I'm talking to you, Dennis, because organized crime after World War II became the most powerful entity in this country, more powerful than Congress, more powerful than any corporation. And for 16 years, it accumulated vast influence in almost every part of our lives. We're talking labor unions. We're talking Hollywood. We're talking sports, professional sports. They took over an entire country, Cuba. They built an entire city, Las Vegas. And they ran wild. And nobody knows the extent of it. That's true. Just listening to you, it's, I certainly didn't. Is another term for uh, the mob organized crime? Yes. They're one and the same. Um, the mob refers to the mafia. And the reason that that um, is so prominent, and I did not know this, even though I wrote a book called Killing Patton, is because in World War II, the mafia helped. George Patton invades Sicily, and a deal was made by FDR and, and the Commander-in-Chief Eisenhower that if the mob helped Patton invade Italy through Sicily, that when the war ended, some of the mafia chieftains could come to the United States. Hmm. And that's wow. exactly what happened, and that lit, lighted the fuse of organized crime as we know it today. It was sort of like, not exactly, but sort of like letting in uh, Nazi scientists after World War II. Yeah, it was a little bit different because there was a quid, a definite quid pro quo here, that the, the mafia did fight the right, Germans right, I, okay, and right. the Germans. Correct. That's uh, fascinating. In the scientist thing, it was, yeah, you come here and we'll forgive, we'll forgive your, your sins. sins. Right. But you help us fight the Russians. That, 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 that's right, exactly. So, I didn't. Uh, when you mentioned examples, I didn't follow one of them at all. Baseball, sports. Go ahead. I mean, there was the, a, a couple of baseball incidents, but the big one that we have in killing the mob is the two fights between Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, and Sonny Liston. Listen through both fights. And they were the biggest sporting events in U.S. history up until that point. Um, and we take you through exactly how that happened. And it was all generated by organized crime uh, because they were betting on the fights. And in, particularly in the first one, um, Clay was uh, the big underdog. And the mob made millions and millions of dollars because listened through the fight. When did this come out? Well, Sports Illustrated did uh, pretty good investigating on it, and we picked up from when, that. When? When was that? Uh, this was in 1962. Well, wait, that was 60. when the fight was. When, when did Sports Illustrated dig up the data? About 10 years later. Okay, so for 10 um, years, no one Liston's knew. After Liston's death. After mm -hmm. Liston's death. Oh, fascinating. Yes. 
How much yeah. did Liston make? Uh, unknown. Sonny Liston dealt only in cash. So it's still uh, unknown. Never, and never copped to it, but his wife did, his widow. She knew. Um, and we have all of the guys who ran Liston. It was out of St. Louis. And it, it's just fascinating because, again, my books, we don't use anonymous sources. Everybody is named and the dates and everything else. So you can take it to the bank, pardon the pun, that uh, they'll listen through those two fights. Just one more on that. This totally fascinates me. Uh, did Liston make more throwing the fight or had he won the fight? Oh, throwing the fight. For sure. Oh, fascinating. Because uh, fascinating. the purses back then were not uh-huh. what they are today. Um, did Cassius Liston, Clay know this? Did what? Did Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali? No, did... no. He didn't know any of it. And neither did the Muslims um, that were running him at the time. Nobody on the uh, Ali side knew anything about this. In fact, Ali actually went back to his corner and goes, did I hit him? Really? He, he didn't God. know why he went down. He goes, did I hit him? Oh. He's asking Dini Brown, you know, did I hit him? These because are... Listen wasn't exactly subtle about it. This is what, oh, I, I'm now, is it videoed? Or, or, or I should have said. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's video of it. Uh, oh, I got to see yep. it. And uh, now I'm dying yep. to see it. All right, you mentioned, uh, so you. I want to go through the examples. So you mentioned uh, or labor. Go ahead with labor. Well, after the uh, during World War II, um, the Italian gangsters in New York controlled the Teamsters, and they uh, cooperated with um, Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, in preventing any sabotage by the Germans in New York Harbor. It was it was a deal they had. The deal was organized by Lucky Luciano, who was the big godfather of organized crime in America. He was in prison. But they negotiated with him, if you help us, we'll let you out of prison. And they did, but they deported him right after. They didn't tell him they were going to deport him, but they did. Anyway. All right, hold on with the anyway. Hold on, remember what you were saying. Now you know why the books are so riveting. The book Killing the Mob by Bill O'Reilly, Fight Against Organized Crime in America, up at DennisPrager.com. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Hello, everybody. My guest is Bill O'Reilly. I'm Dennis Prager. His latest, this 10th in his book, 
series Killing, and I highly recommend it. And it, it's just all of it is riveting. This is the title of this one is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. We were talking about labor, and you were talking about Lucky Luciano and so on. Go ahead. Okay, so organized crime made their big money by infiltrating the labor unions and having access to the pension funds. This was far beyond what they made from vice, from prostitution, from gambling. There were no narcotics then. The mob did not do narcotics until Vito Genovese, perhaps the most evil American ever to walk this country, Vito Genovese. Um, and the labor mobs, they continued under this way, not all of them, but many of them, of organized crime uh, up to this day. And Jimmy Hoffa was the uh, poster boy for that. And we walk you through Hoffa's death minute by minute in killing the mob. So don't believe what you've heard before. We have it. And one of the interesting things that I think your listeners might be interested in, uh, Dennis, is that Americans have a image of mobsters, the mafia, in their mind from the movies, from The Godfather, from Goodfellas, from all of these films, and from the gangsters, Bonnie and Clyde, Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. They, they have this image. When you read Killing the Mob, my book, that image will just blow up. These are evil people. They, they cause more destruction in America to this day. They're behind the opioid epidemic, okay, than any other, any other facet of our society. And that's why I urge people, look, you, this is going on, all right? Organized crime exists. It doesn't exist the same way it used to. It has changed. They now franchise out their operations. But all of this violence that you're seeing, all of the homelessness, all of that stems back to them. They are an unbelievable power in the world. Uh, it's, it's, take, it's taking me by surprise. They are behind the opioid epidemic to this day? All right. You ready for this, Dennis? I hope so. So 100 days ago, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, dismantles the border policy on between the USA and Mexico. We all know that, right? Right. The result in 100 days, hundreds of thousands of foreign nationals coming into the United States. What happened there? Well, the Border Patrol was overwhelmed. And once the kids and the women got here, Somebody had to take care of them. Who did it? Border Patrol, Homeland Security. By doing that, they left the border wide open for narcotic smuggling from the Mexican cartels who control Mexico top to bottom. Massive amounts of fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine have come into this country since Joe Biden has been president because there's no one there to stop them because they've been overwhelmed by the migrants coming here. Did you know that? Nope. Okay. The mob, the American mob, the organized crime families have an agreement with the Mexican cartels. The cartels in Mexico are not allowed to come here. They are not set up in Los Angeles or Chicago or New York. The deal is they get the stuff 
here, and then organized crime controls the distribution of narcotics throughout America through local drug gangs. So that's why in Chicago you have murders to the tune of 10 every night. They're being done by the local drug gangs killing each other for turf. All of these local drug gangs selling narcotics in the major cities of America have to pay vig, vigorous tribute to the organized crime chieftains who are living in Santa Monica, Westchester, New York, and other suburbs in big mansions. And every month they get suitcases full of cash from these drug gangs because they allow these drug gangs to deal on the street. Do you know any of that? No. Are these uh, are these kingpins generally Italian, or now it's diverse? Yes, it's still Italian run, um, but not exclusively. So, if you, when you read Killing the Mob, you'll see the alliance that the Jewish gangsters, Meyer Lansky, Bugsy Siegel, made with Vito Genovese, Lucky Luciano. They made alliances. Some of those alliances exist today. It depends. But it's not an exclusive Italian club. Let me give your uh, listeners one more. Remember I Love Lucy? Of course. Who was the husband? The uh, Desi, Arnaz. Desi Arnaz. The Cuban. Sam Giancana, the godfather of Chicago, put a contract out on Desi Arnaz's life. Hired an assassin, a well-known assassin, to kill him. Do you know why? No. Nobody knows why. It's broken in killing the mob. Because Desi Arnaz was producing a program named The Untouchables. Oh, I didn't know he was a producer. Yeah, about the FBI. I didn't didn't know that uh, he was involved in that. He was the head of Desi Lu. The Untouchables is a massive hit. Elliot Ness. Right. Robert Stack played him. And Giancana sent through his fixer. Sidney Korshak, who ran the movie industry in L.A., a note to Desi Arnaz said, look, we want you to put Greek gangsters, not all Italians. Desi Arnaz wrote a wise guy note back to Sam Giancana, said, what do you want me to make them, Jews? And then the contract was out. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Okay. But Desi Arnaz came this close to having a bullet in the back of the head. That's how powerful organized crime was in the 1960s. So the title of your book is not, unlike every other one, is not fully accurate. We haven't killed the mob. But we did kill them. It's almost like killing Reagan. Reagan didn't die, but he came that close. Bobby Kennedy emerges as the hero of this book. Fascinating. Edgar Hoover would not investigate the mob because the mob had compromising things on Hoover. Uh-huh. Hoover <laughs> let them run wild. God. Okay? It's painful. Bobby Kennedy came in. And he really hurt them and forced them to change their level of operations. And that's why the title is Killing the Mob. Well, Bill O'Reilly did uh, another amazing. All right, obviously, I have to read it. So I'm a little annoyed at you. I have no choice. Bill O'Reilly's book, <laughs> Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America. All I could say is keep it up, Bill. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. The Dennis Prager Show.
Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. I'm Dennis Prager. I'd like you to hear. Some of you have already seen it, undoubtedly. Has it gone viral? What What does it mean now, viral? 10 million views, 2 million views? I'd love to know because I wish every American would see this. A woman pulled over for using her, what was it, for using her cell phone? I was, by the way, just for the record. A couple of years, a few years ago, not a couple, a few years ago. It was at a red light. (laughs) And I was looking at my phone. (laughs) And the policeman pulled me over. All right, anyway, that was what she was being stopped for, just so you'll know. Uh, These, my Colleagues confirm that it is a black woman. In this case, it is relevant, though there's no doubt in my mind that uh, it could have been said by a white woman, but in this case it was. There, the whole thing is, is awful and depressing, but there is a low light, it's the opposite of highlight moment, that I will italicize for you. So again, this is a black woman in San Dimas, California. Was it outside of San Diego? Is it outside of San Diego or outside of LA? Anyway, Southern California. It's where Raging Waters is. That's so unhelpful, I can't tell you. You are this this much away from the punishment room for that utterly irrelevant point. Okay, how many people in America know where Ra- you, you remind me of my my callers, hey, where do you live? Oh, I'm in Hendersonville, uh, Michigan. Oh, really? And where is that near? Oh, uh, Kayatachi. Oh, thank you. All right. So, again, this woman is pulled over by a policeman. Here, Here is what the, his body cam recorded. I don't know why I'm being harassed today because I was going under the speed limit. I was going at 38. Yeah, yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing You're me? correct. I pulled you over because... because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his Do you parish. have a, Do you have your driver's license? I... It, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? 
not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you had that you picture? scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, Sure. Jay? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. That's so, it. Hey, that's the great moment we were waiting for. This despicable, sick human being is a teacher. She is sick. Sick. And she is a victim of the lies of the left. You're a murderer. Yeah, that's right. Just think of that. A cop pulls over a black and you're you're dead. This is what the media, the despicable, lying, hate-filled, divisive media produce. Do you know how many interactions, the millions of interactions between between police and, and blacks and others in this country? Is, by the way, how many examples are there of wrongful homicide by a police officer with a cooperating black human being? How many? Is it zero? Is it one? You say it's zero. I think it's zero, but maybe maybe one. I don't know. But if you show the George Floyd thing over and 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 over, then you, you are telling blacks what this sick teacher, this woman teaches children. You're a murderer. Why is that different from the N-word? Why is calling every policeman a murderer more morally acceptable than the N-word? Why aren't they both despicable? They have an answer to that? 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-777-TALK. Seven, 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 and I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. That's right. And I, and I believe it. I believe she is a teacher. Imagine what she teaches. My friends, I'm Dennis Prager. Played for you. We, did, we didn't finish it, did we? Black woman is pulled over for using her cell phone while driving. She was using it to video the officer. And she called him a murderer about six times. Just murderer, you're a murderer, you're a murderer, you're a murderer. Uh, Then this very sick woman uh, uh, tells the officer that she's a teacher, which I fully believe, by the way. I fully believe that she said, made any profession, but that one in particular, I think that she is representative of many, certainly not all, teachers. There is a sickness pervading the educational system that uh, teaches your children uh, to to hate whites, hate this country, hate police. It's a hate-filled curriculum by the anti-hate people. It's a racist curriculum by the anti-racist people. 
Continue, please. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, you here you stop, go, murderer. Stop shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because right? you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. the, the well, you, you, I'll tell you what, you keep smiling on yeah. camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. That. You're the one who's crazy. Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. And um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? so. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need to do is get your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never you be white. That, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, dear. Have a good day. This woman is scum. That's this is the this is the definition of scumbag. That woman. You're a Mexican racist. You, you'll never be white. Who put these sick ideas into them? The left. This woman is a pathologic product of the, of the hate-filled left. You're a Mexican racist. You'll never be white. Wow. That's what the police have to put up with a lot, I'm sure. So I read to you yesterday the the murder rates in Minneapolis and St. Paul, for that matter, the highest in recorded history. Thanks to the left, entirely thanks to the left, 100%. And the media, Minneapolis Star Tribune is partially uh, responsible here. And... Nobody called, well, that's not true. Nobody calls them out on it. Nobody in the mainstream media, because the mainstream media is, is an organ of the left. But people are starting to fight back. What happened in Texas that I mentioned to you yesterday, the election for school board, 70-30 for the anti-woke activists. You fight, you win. Sometimes you lose. You don't. Every battle is not. Uh, but that you win in the collective. Got to come out of the closet. That's the least you can do. Is come out of the closet. Hundred million Americans are in the closet. It's a very full closet. You come out. You find kindred spirits. And you save this country from the left. The hate-filled, hate-inducing, racist left. You're a murderer. All I could say is, my, among other things, it's not all I could say, I've said a lot. My, my, I pity the son. Hey, that officer's here to kill us. Kid's five years old. That's got to have an effect. It's a, it's so it's, That's traumatic. Your parent says to you, we're going to be killed? What a sick woman. Wow. Pomona, California, and Albert, hello. Hi, how you doing? Good morning, Dennis. Thank you. Yeah, she's clearly, she's a liar, because if she really was afraid of him, 
sense. Why would she be trying her very best to provoke him? My dear friend, that is one of the most intelligent calls I've received in my career. That's such a great point. I'm reveling in it. That's right. So I just want you to know. She clearly doesn't have fear of the police. Yes, exactly. Of course. <laughs> great, great point. Uh, Jeff in Los Angeles. Hello. Uh, yeah, so so I have a few comments on this. First of all, um, this woman is obviously frustrated and upset that she got a ticket, and so she's lashing out. And she's lashing out in a way that she feels like will hurt the officer or will will upset him um, because because she's getting a ticket and she's upset that she got the ticket, probably more upset with herself. But my, my bigger concern is you yourself said, and any sane person understands, that this is, an aberration among African-American interactions with law enforcement. Would you agree? I have no idea. Okay. I would tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is not how it happens in the vast majority of times when African-Americans are pulled over by police. Okay? So singling this one episode out uh, as, as somehow representative of African-American inter- uh, interaction with police is, is only done to push a narrative. What's that, and, and what is the narrative? Wait, what is the narrative? That that somehow this is the prevailing sentiment among African Americans that they hate police, that they're that they're against police. You know what? There's is, a is, listen. This this, this will surprise. This will what African Americans okay. are against. Right, what African Americans right. are against is a lack of police accountability when situations go awry. And one other point: if you want to know what privilege looks like, if Adam Carolla wants to know what privilege looks like, what privilege looks like is from Bill O'Reilly's book, you get to be a drug dealer who lives in a mansion in Santa Monica while... All right, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but your first point has some validity. She forgot all about the library like she told her old man now. The last caller had a point. And I, I'm receptive to his criticism of my playing the video that has gone viral of this black teacher. Stop for using the cell phone and constantly over and over calling the policeman a murderer and that uh, he was, uh, she was videoing him because she knew that he would kill her and her child. And he, and the caller said that it's not right to do this because this is not a, this is an aberration in his words. Okay. So if he were still on, I would ask him. And I did not let him go. He, he he hung up, and I'm not saying he was wrong in hanging up. We went through a break, but but he did. Just wanted you to know, I would have continued. Is it an aberration when a white officer, out of racist motives, kills a black? Of course, it's an aberration. It's in fact, it's exceedingly rare, exceedingly. Is this woman's views are this are, are are this woman's views typical of teachers, white and black? That's why I said it could have been a white. I did not know the color until I checked it uh, with uh, 
with folks here. My my anger is at the media. My anger is at the left. The the woman is a low life, but the woman was produced by the left. That's that's the issue here. And uh, let's take John in uh, Glendale, California. Hello, John. Hey, Dennis. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for everything you do with uh, the videos, the radio show, the books. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Your parents would be proud, should be proud. Um, I, well, I want to talk about this lady, this buffoon. Uh, they got pulled over. I have uh, two good friends that teach in Texas and Oklahoma, and they've taught for 25, 30 years. They say this is indicative of what we have today what they're producing in our schools. I believe teachers. that. That that's that's the issue more than black it's it's teachers and 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 the woke that's exactly correct. That's what I said the highlight low light of the moment was when she said she's a teacher. And and this is why many of you need to take your kids out of the school that your kid is in private or public and find a a, either a decent school or homeschool them. I have much more to talk to you about. Stay tuned. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain Free Studio. 